O come, Emmanuel. Let us pray. O come, O King of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid all our sad divisions cease and be yourself our King of peace. Emmanuel, come to us tonight that we might rejoice in your salvation. Amen. Well, this is the most astonishing night of their existence. They'd seen a lot of amazing and beautiful things over time, but they had never seen anything like this. They were there when God created the heavens and the earth. They were there when God looked upon man and woman and said, it is very good. And they were there when Adam and Eve rebelled against God and God sacrificed the first animal to cover their guilt and shame. They were there. They watched Noah build a boat, Abraham look up at the stars, and Joseph save the nations. They were there. They were there when Moses set God's people free. They saw Joshua at Jericho and a boy slay a giant with a small stone and great faith. They were there. They saw Isaiah proclaim God's promises and heard Daniel pray in captivity and watch Nehemiah rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They had seen a lot of remarkable, amazing things, but they had never seen anything like this. This night surpasses it all. They are absolutely amazed. So you know what they do? They sing. They sing. They are so filled with amazement, so filled with joy at what they are witnessing that they can't help do anything but sing. What is it about this night that causes them to belt out glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men? Mm. Uh, this month has been a month of movies for me. Have any of y'all been to the theater this month? There's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, this month, I've, I've watched Free State of Jones, Doctor Strange, Hacksaw Ridge, Rogue One, and Stork. Anybody seen Stork? A lot of cute babies in that one. Yep. All good stories, but none as great as this story. None as amazing as what the angels witness this night. The angels know this story, and they know that this isn't the beginning of a new story. It's the climax of an old story. It's the fulfillment of God's story, the story that began before the beginning. God exists in a relationship. This is how the story begins. God exists in a relationship, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in this perfect relationship, there's interdependency without division. There's unity without discord. There's eternal community without any conflict. And God has a name for this oneness 
for himself in the beginning, and the angels know it. God calls this relational oneness shalom. And when God creates us in his image and likeness, he creates us for shalom. We're created for relational wholeness with God. And this peace with God leads to transparency, and transparency leads to intimacy, and intimacy results in freedom. That's how God designs it to be in the beginning. And the angels know it. The angels remember a time when there are no wedges, no walls, no barriers between us and God. We're also created for relational wholeness with one another. That's how God designs it in the beginning. And so the angels know this, and they remember a time when there's no strife, there's no separation, there's no conflict among us. God is shalom. God is peace. And he creates us to live in peace with him and peace with one another. That's how God designs it to be. But as the story goes, sin shatters this peace. We shatter shalom. We rebel against God. We disobey his design. And we break that peace that was between God and us and that peace that was between one another. And God has a name for this state of separation. The angels know this name. God calls this relational brokenness sin. And sin is the opposite of shalom. And so it's not well with our souls. It's not because a wedge of guilt pierces our heart. A wall of shame surrounds us. And we miss peace with God and we miss peace with one another. Sin is the worst thing that the angels observe. And they, they watch us fumble to put back together the shattered pieces of peace. They see us strive for shalom and fail. Why? Because peace can't be put in your body. Peace can't be purchased. Peace cannot be created by education or morality or politics. And the angels witness our feeble attempts to replicate peace and they grieve for us because time and time again we fail. We have no peace with God. We have no peace with one another. The angels watch this and they watch God too. And they see who God is. God's not a peace faker. He's not in denial about our sin. He doesn't avoid us because we're arrogant, self-serving, and hard to love. God doesn't try and make things look good between us when they're not. God's not a peace faker. God's also not a peace breaker. God doesn't attack us. He doesn't seek revenge. God does not hate us. God's not a peace faker, and he's not a peace breaker. What the angels observe and what the angels know 
is that God is a peacemaker. And they'd seen a lot. But they had never seen anything quite like this. They are there when the creator is born as a creature. They see the eternal word of God suspend his divine privileges and take on the nature of a servant. They watch God take on human flesh and witness the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. And this is by far the greatest thing that the angels have ever seen. They are amazed. They are astounded. And they sing. They sing with joy. They sing. The angels know that this is the sign of shalom. In Luke 2, we heard tonight that the angels declare, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. God sends a baby to reconcile us to him. A baby is how God restores his peace among us. Peace with him and peace with one another. Shalom comes in a manger. Hear what the Apostle Paul writes the church in Colossians chapter 1. For God in all of his fullness was pleased to dwell in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Peace. Jesus is the door to peace with God. Without Jesus, we stand outside of God's presence. And then what happens is, we hear the gospel. Someone shares the good news with us. And it opens our heart and it births new life. And the Holy Spirit comes to help us understand our desperate need. And we turn away from sin and we trust the Prince of Peace. In Colossians, Paul goes on to say this. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions, and yet now God has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ. And as a result, God has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. That's why the angels sing. That is so good. That is why the angels sing. Uh, this month marks the 75th anniversary of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. And after years of brutal conflict, Japan finally signs an unconditional surrender. Aboard the USS Missouri, Japanese Emperor Hirohito bows to General Douglas MacArthur and attempts to shake his hand. But General MacArthur respectfully declines and he looks Emperor Hirohito in the eyes and he says this, swords first. 
our journey back to shalom, our journey back to peace with God and peace with one another begins the same way. We lay down our sword of rebellion against God and admit that we have sinned against him. And we surrender our lives to the Prince of Peace who paid the full penalty for our sin. And we bow before him and come under his leadership in our lives. And then we invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill us because it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the desire and the ability to please God. This is how we are restored to relational wholeness with God. It's how we return to the shalom that God created us to enjoy. But it's just the beginning of the journey. Because as the gospel flows into us, it also flows out of us. Because God loves us, we can love one another. Because God forgives us, we can forgive one another. Because we've been restored to relational wholeness with God, we don't have to be peace breakers. We don't have to be peace fakers. You know what we get to be? We are, in fact, peacemakers. You did. Amen. In Christ, we are peacemakers. Listen to what uh, the Apostle Paul writes. This is from Colossians chapter 3. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live at shalom, at peace. Do you hear what happens when Christ's peace rules in your heart? When you surrender to Christ and his peace rules in your heart, do you see what happens? Do you see what the angels see? With Christ, you can love your enemies. With Christ, you can take the initiative and resolving conflict with those who sin against you. With Christ, you can make conflict an opportunity to share the gospel. You can glorify God and model his love by encouraging others to trust him and his forgiveness and his peace and to walk in that together. The Prince of Peace restores us to peace so that we will release his peace. That is why the angels sing glory to God and the highest and peace on earth to men. It is a joyful song of good news. The creator is born as a creature to make peace between God and you and me. And nothing glorifies God more and nothing is better for us, the creator becomes the savior. That's Christmas. The creator becomes the savior. And it's the best thing that the angels have ever seen. And so they what? They sing. How about you? Do you know what the angels know? Have you received the peace of Christ tonight that restores you 
to wholeness with God and can restore you to wholeness with anyone in your life. That is the invitation on Christmas Eve, that when we come to Christ, the Prince of Peace, we will receive his peace. When we come to the table through the bread and the wine, we ask for the Lord to come in. We surrender and we say yes to his leadership in our lives, to his sharing, to his peace. Will you pray with me? O come, O King of nations, and bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid all our sad divisions cease and be yourself our King of peace. Emmanuel, come to us tonight that we might rejoice in your salvation and sing with the angels glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Amen.